All right. Yes. Can you feel it? Coming in the air tonight. Good day, everyone. I am Tony P. And that makes this Tony P. Oddcast. Do 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 bop bop. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Did you know the show's also available on YouTube? YouTube.com backslash Tony P. Henderson. And if you enjoy the podcast or the YouTube, you can support the show at Patreon.com backslash Tony P. Oddcast. Uh, Why would you do that? Well, because I give you commercial-free episodes of the podcast and early access to the videos. Tiers start at just a dollar. So before we jump into the stories this week, I have a fun update. Remember the story? It was a dude who he was getting divorced, and he didn't like how the divorce was going, and so he challenged his wife to a sword fight. He was like, hey, man, I'm gonna, we're going to get like some katanas, and I don't care. You can get a champion, and I'll pick a champion, and we're going to fight and see how it goes down. You remember that? Well, on my YouTube, I posted, posted the story, and the dude commented. Someone posted, and it was uh, D. Ostrom. I remember his name was Ostrom, and they were like, yeah, it was pretty funny. I'd recommend I'd do it again. It was a good time. And I was like, are you? Are you really the dude? Because it was a, I thought it was spam, but it was an older YouTube account. It's not something someone would have just made up, you know, like last week just to troll my video that nobody really watches. And he was like, yeah, man, it's really me. And come to find out the divorce is still happening. But um, I think he said he has his kids for the summer. And, you know, that's obviously a win and things are a little bit better in the proceedings. Yeah, they're not getting back together. They're still working out the divorce, but it looks like things are um, doing all right. It's kind of fair. And he reached out and seemed in good spirits. And I was like, holy crap, that is uh, that is pretty crazy to me that doing this little wacky news show, the dude would reach out and comment. So thanks, Mr. Ostrom, for reaching out. And I'm glad to hear things are uh, things are going pretty good. So Let's jump into Kawartha Lakes, Canada. Canada. We don't get a lot of wacky news stories from Canada. Canada, although wacky in its own right, they don't have, I feel like they don't have like the meth problems and the goofy stories that we get. But here's one. Customers at the Canadian Tire Store in Lindsay were left empty-handed this morning. Why is that? Well, Kawartha 411 News has learned that every item scanned at the Canadian Tire Store was coming up as Mr. Potato Head. Not only that, it was locked in. No one could change it. They couldn't change the price. They couldn't change the thing. Everything they scanned, every tire, Mr. Potato Head. So no sales were being made, and customers were forced to leave empty-handed. This was an anomaly that occurred this morning only at our Lindsay and Whitby stores. A point-of-sale downloading error caused item names to appear incorrectly. However, prices and item numbers are correct. Well, then, who cares? Just give them the money and give them the tire. It has since been corrected, and the stores are operating normally, said uh, Kathy Kurzbach. She's the communications person from Canadian Tire. And that's the whole story. The glitch affected five stores, according to the office. A, it was a slow news week, but B, that's what you get for Canadian wacky news. 
That that was the big like, oh man, look at this thing. The tires said Mr. Potato Head. And not only did they say Mr. Potato Head, but everything else was right. Yeah, the prizes are right. The numbers were right. We just didn't want to sell it because it said Mr. Potato Head. People left with no tires for one whole day, and they came back the next day, and they got their tires. Come on, Canada. You can you can do better than that. I at least want you – know, if I – you know what? Next time I have a story from Canada, I promise you there there will be a moose somewhere where a moose is not supposed to be because I'm disappointed with this story. Although in Canada, I think – Moose is moose. Moose is plural of moose, right? I think moose or mooses uh, go everywhere. So I don't think you can have a story where they're not where they're supposed to be because moose belong everywhere. I've never been to Canada. I want to go. I would just imagine. All I know is there's a moose in a Tim Hortons uh, in ice hockey gear. I don't know. That's the story I'm looking for. Let's move on. Barcelona's Lecao Opera opened for its first concert since mid-March. And believe it or not, they had a full house. I know you're thinking, what do you mean they had a full house? It's COVID. Do people have on masks? Were they getting sick? Nah, dog. It was a full house of plants. The Grand Teatre de Lecao filled its 2,200 seats with plants for a performance by the Yukli Quartet which it called a prelude to its 2020-2021 season. 2021-21. How many times did I say that? I don't know. I'm not fixing it. The 2020-2021 season. The string quartet serenaded its leafy audience with Puccini's Chris and Temi and a performance that was also made available via live stream. So I know that sounds weird. When I first read this, I was like, weirdo Spanish people playing music to plants. After a strange, painful period, the creator, the Lisu's artistic director, and the curator offer us a different perspective for our return to activity, a perspective that brings us closer to something as essential as our relationship with nature. All right. I mean, I, I guess the plants came from local nurseries and will be donated. Oh, okay. Now, this, this, this makes it this makes sense. The plants came from local nurseries and will be donated along with a certificate from the artist to 2,000 healthcare professionals. Organizers wrote that they wanted to recognize the work of healthcare providers, and so they played music to these plants. I'm still a little iffy on that one, but I think they're doing it for a great cause, writing a note, giving it to healthcare providers. So, I mean, that had a kind of uplift. I can't make fun of that. That had a nice uplifting uh, ending. Although, <laughs> if I was a nurse or a healthcare provider of some sort, and they're like, hey, man, we want to give you this plan. I'd be like, oh, that's super cool. I appreciate it. And we'd be good there. We could end the conversation. What I don't want is, oh, well, we played uh, Puccini's Chris and Temi to this particular succulent uh, just for you. I'd be like, well, why would you do that? You could have just brought me the plant. We could have cut this out weeks ago, you know, but thanks. Thank you now for the, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Chris and Temi, but I had to work. I couldn't watch the live stream. I was busy working, but I'm glad the plant got to check it out. Maybe he can tell me about it. This next story brings us to Dubai. Dubai is always awesome because they have like 
trillions of dollars or something over there. Dubai is just some dirt on top of nothing but oil. And so their businesses, people, man, make a ton of money. And they have like all the flashy cars, all the, the, the Burj Khalifa, the biggest building in the world. I just watched, uh, just watched Mission, Mission Impossible, uh, last weekend where he climbs up it. I've seen it a hundred times. I'm still like, is it going to fall? What's going on? Uh, uh, it's a good scene. I'm sorry. Say what you want about Tom Cruise. Speaking of odd news, it was, uh, it's a good movie. Anyway, we are in Dubai. No fruit commands more respect than mangoes. Does it? Ew. What? I don't know. I've I think I've had a couple mangoes. I'm not all about that mango life. Um uh, but anyway, they are called the King of Fruits, are they? I have so many questions. We're going to assume this all obviously refers to Dubai cuz I've never heard of mangoes getting respect nor have I heard of them the King of Fruits. I don't know what the King of Fruits would be over here, but anyway, we're going to go with mangoes. So anyway, they're the king of fruits, and that perhaps explains why the Pakistan supermarket in Dubai is giving them the treatment that befits a king. This year, the popular store is delivering the much-loved delicacy to your doorstep in a Lamborghini. The king should travel like a king, says Pakistan supermarket managing director Mohammed Jahazbed. He not only delivers the order himself, but also takes the customers for a short joyride. Side note. Uh, the, the dirham is the currency in Dubai, and one dirham equals about 25 cents. So he takes customers for a short, short ride in a supercar that costs 1.2 million dirham, and you must have a minimum order of 100 dirham. I'm not doing the math. I don't care uh, to get the offer. So the idea is to put a smile on people's faces and make them feel special. Uh, said the 27-year-old who rolled out his mangoes and Lamborghini campaign. Fun idea. Not the best marketing. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just straight-up marketing. Nothing too creative. Nothing like a mango with tires on it. So when you're like, what is mangoes and Lamborghini? That's what it is. You get your mangoes in a Lamborghini. I stand corrected. It's a brilliant marketing campaign. In fact, since its launch, dozens of Dubai residents have availed the offer. Videos and pictures of them taking the delivery have gone viral on social media. The response has been overwhelming. We've been besieged with orders. People in the neighborhood stare in disbelief when I pull up outside a home with fresh mangoes. Then I take them for a spin. The joyride was essentially meant for kids who've been stuck at home because of Corona, but adults are equally thrilled at the prospect of getting behind the wheels of the Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. I will push a kid out the way. Each order takes about an hour, and they do about seven to eight deliveries a day. You know, I think that's fun. I think that's awesome. I'm not doing the math on the mangoes. I don't like mangoes that much. I'm going to be about 25 bucks. Nah, I'm not spending 25 bucks on mangoes. Be worth. You know what? Yes, I would. 25 bucks is worth it just to go ride in the car, and then you get some bonus mangoes. Here in the States, we have delivery services. We have, like, Instacart. They deliver your groceries. Uh, last time I got Instacart, it was, I think, like a 2000 Toyota Corolla. It was painted primer gray and had one hubcap. You know, so we're on different levels here. I I spent like $150 on food, and that's what I got. I had some some exhaust blown in my face. They spent 25 bucks on some fruit. They get to ride around in the Lamborghini. Now that I think about it, very good dear friend of mine, probably one of a friend I've known for over 20 years. 
works in a grocery store, has never once, never once offered to give me a ride in a Lamborghini. I mean, this guy's delivering mangoes. I'm assuming all these grocery store people have Lambos, Porsche or something. Dog, give me a call. I'll spend some money on some groceries. Ride them out in your Lambo. Now I think he's holding out on me. All right, we're back from break. We have another car story. Tesla cars have earned a massive fan following around the world and are rave for as much as they are technologically advanced, being all electric, drawing eyeballs, sort of as a status symbol. Little wonder then that those with enough financial resources often end up having one in their garage. But even the richest of rich may have not purchased 28 Teslas in one go. However, that's exactly what happened to a German man when he tried to buy one. Now, I will say Teslas aren't that expensive. You can get, let's see, it may even mention it in the article, but you can get a Tesla for like 30, 40 grand, like the cheap one. And I don't know what all they add to it. They add like the, you get the robot dog or something is an extra 100,000. But your base Tesla, I think, is affordable. Anyway, according to a post on Reddit, which has now been widely reported in global news outlets, the man in question accidentally spent $1.4 million on 28 Teslas. The post was written by the man's son who explained how the technical glitch caused the expensive error. I don't, you know what? I mean, dude's balling out. I, I accidentally spent $400 once and the bank called me. They said, no, that ain't right. We know you only got $400. There was clearly an error here. So, I mean, for it to even process, I give him credit. The post goes on to highlight that the man was looking to replace his old Ford with a Tesla Model 3. His decision was also backed by a bunch of offers and incentives in Germany for buying electric vehicles. So he filled out all the details, picked his options, clicked the confirm button, but didn't get a message. So he pressed the button repeatedly 28 times. Well, that's on you, man. That is on you. Um, <laughs> they, they clearly, I'm, I mean, they're clearly going to refund his money, but who does that? You know, I've pressed things maybe like once or twice, but who just go, oh, I didn't get a response. <laughs> Most things tell you, hey, don't, don't, don't keep hitting this. Don't keep hitting this button. You're going to get charged. Anyways, reported that while Tesla does not offer refunds, the company made an exception because clearly there was a mistake. It reminds me of, um, there was some kid was playing, uh, some Smurfs game on his dad's iPhone and bought like $20,000 of Smurf berries, which I want to say resulted in, in either a class action or some sort of lawsuit that said there needs to be more security in place, which is why a lot of things are how they are now, where you have to like thumbprint or like triple confirm or put in information so it's not easy because it was all just in game. The kid, you know, he was like a two-year-old. And he was like, more Smurf berries, more Smurf berries. I get it. I, I, I want I want more Smurf berries, too. The story wraps up and says, you know, because of COVID-19, people are buying things online more often. But, you know, technology still makes its mistakes. Just be weary and don't hit the button 28 times. Calm down, you know, let it. Your Internet might be slow. Let it let it do its thing. Wait, see if you get an email. <laughs> Check your account. Make sure you didn't get charged before you hit the button again. Folks, did you think we would get this far without a Florida story? 
Were you were you aching? Were you wondering? Where's the Florida story this week? What's going on? Maybe it really was a slow news week. It was, but we still have one out of Odessa, Florida. A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit seeking either a paternity test or a refund on some goats. Chris Hedstrom filed the suit against her neighbor, Heather Daner, last month seeking DNA for the goats that she purchased. She bought five Nigerian dwarf goats for $900. I know nothing about goats. I don't know if that's a good price, bad price. I don't know what makes them Nigerian goats. Is that even a thing? Are these people just oddly racist? I don't know. According to the lawsuit, Hedstrom believed the goats, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda. (laughs) Bella, Gigi, Rosie, cool. All like, you know, women's names. Zelda, I like, kind of unique, a video game reference. And the last one, they just decided to get clever. Margot. Margot was the fifth. Uh, She thought they could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association uh, because they were purebred and registered goats have higher values. I am learning so much. But Daner, who's been selling goats at Baxter Lane Farm for 10 years, normally provides the information. She said the father goat was registered, but the American Dairy Goat Association rejected the application because Daner is not an active member. What? The plot thickens. Are these legit goats? Are they registered? Are these even goats at all? Are they just dogs in with with horns? Providing paternity would require about 40 of the father goat's hair follicles. So Hedstrom wrote Daner a letter requesting the DNA in February. Daner said, I'll just give you your money back. Well, that right there tells you they're not like super top quality registered Nigerian dwarf goats. She said Hedstrom called police on her for three months straight and it's trespassed on her farm. A Hillsborough County Sheriff's deputy visited the property at least three times in the spring. Say what you want about the current state of our police force. I'm pretty sure this dude or lady was questioning their um, career choice after having to follow up not once, not twice, but three times on the case of the goat DNA. Daner claims she didn't hear anything else from Hedstrom until the lawsuit was filed. You know what? I'm not going to keep you up to date on this one. We got Margot. We got Margot out of this story, which I that has made my day. That right there alone to know on this earth there is a goat named Margot makes me really think everything is going to be all right. So that's it. The show is over. If you're still listening and if you got this far, I would ask that you rate and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can also check you can also find the show on patreon.com backslash Tony P Oddcast. Get commercial free episodes and early access to my videos. You know all this stuff. You know this. And you may have had a bad day, but at least your job does not require you to follow up three times on a goat DNA case and have to look at these people with a straight face and know that is your that is why you woke up that morning to get to the bottom of some goat DNA.